Welcome to And With Your Spirit, a homily podcast that takes preaching out of the sanctuary and moves it into your daily life. Let us make ourselves open to the voice of Christ and the movement of the Holy Spirit, that we might be transformed. Many of you might have already heard my vocation story about how I heard the call to priesthood and eventually how I came to accept it. Maybe how I was even formed in seminary too. But for those who haven't, uh, here's your shot, okay? Story time with Father Tyler. It's World Day of Prayer for Vocations, so it's the perfect time to do this. When I was a little kid, before I can recall even having the memories of it or being aware of it, my parents and my teachers and everyone say that I used to walk up to people and tell them I was going to become a priest. Or if I was asked, uh, that's what I would say. I don't have any recollection of that consciously. And no one in my family remembers kind of trying to instill that in me. It, it just was. Uh, it was in my heart. And I spoke from there. Naturally, uh, when a little kid, when he's in kindergarten or first grade or second grade, says they want to be a priest, that is the most precious thing on earth. And your teachers want to, you know, tussle your hair and your pastor wants to pat you on the back and your grandmother wants to squeeze your cheeks and never let go. And so everyone encouraged it. And then when I got older, I started to realize that priesthood was something kind of totally foreign to most of the culture in which I lived. A priest meant no marriage. No marriage meant no dating. No dating meant kind of something weird for high school or even middle school. And so as I thought about what priesthood might be for me, I thought maybe that wasn't for me. In my heart, I began to think, well, I began to have fears and doubts, anxieties or concerns. There began to be darkness, or as I said last week, talking about desolation. My soul went downward. And I could feel it. And so I said, well, if my soul is moving down as I think about priesthood, it's not for me. I'm out. As I went through school, seminary always stayed in the back of my mind, the idea of priesthood or giving it a shot. In fact, when I was in middle school and people would bring up priesthood or the idea of a vocation again, I would immediately try to dismiss it. I was working really hard to convince everyone else that that was just some crazy childhood phase. In fact, I was telling a young man this morning as I was talking to him, he's an eighth grader, he's discerning priesthood, he hears a call himself. And I told him this morning that, uh, that I did the same kind of thing that he's kind of thinking about doing, except I was probably worse than he is. He's a really good, virtuous kid. When I laid down at night to go to bed upstairs in our parents' farmhouse in Hopstadt, I would lay down on my bed with my rosary in my hand. And I would just use the rosary as like a way of like getting Mary to tell Jesus what I wanted. I didn't pray like the mysteries of the rosary to try to like meditate deeply upon the life of Christ. I was like, uh, so that God won't make me a priest. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord. So that people will leave me alone about being a priest. Hail Mary, full of grace. You know? So this girl will date me. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. I used Mary as like a weapon against God, against Jesus, her own son, thinking, okay, if I can get Mary on my side, if I can, I was negotiating. If, if, if God is offering priesthood on the table, I'm going to offer something else instead. Devotion to Mary, dating, finding a really good Catholic girl with a really good Catholic family. I'm going to do good Catholic things as a married man with a bunch of Catholic kids. One of them can be a priest or a nun or a monk, you know? That's what I was thinking. And as I told the young man this morning was, I didn't realize that while I was negotiating with God, I already knew what God was asking. God's offer was 
priesthood or I wouldn't have had to negotiate. My seventh grade and 12th grade self didn't realize that. Luckily, as we hear in the first reading from the book of Acts, as Peter says, God's word strikes to the heart. There were a few moments when I was growing up where priesthood rang really true. One of those was my sophomore year in high school. I went on a retreat at St. Meinrad Seminary and School of Theology. Almost every one of you has been there. A wonderful place, as a, as a musician, a Catholic musician says, she calls it the place of perfect peace. The monks call it the, uh, the holy hill. Some of us in seminary call it the hilly hole, but that was, you know, contempt for being there too long. Actually, it wasn't long enough, looking in hindsight. But anyways, I went there on a retreat as a sophomore uh, for guys who were considering priesthood. And while I was there, I was in adoration, kneeling down. Uh, actually, I was sitting down at first. I didn't know how to do adoration because I'd never really been before, not really. And so in my 1130 at night slot, I decided I'll just kneel down and see what happens. And time just flew. It was as if I was lost in some moment that wasn't earthly. I didn't have any like these amazing visions of angels. I didn't have like this audible voice in my ear of the Holy Spirit or of some saint or of Mary or Jesus. It was just everything was as it ought to have been. I was cut to the heart. And before I knew it, the next guy had come in to start his hour, and I had no idea how long it had already been for myself. I left that retreat, and the seed again was kind of replanted or at least tilled. And then when I came home after high school, I graduated Gibson Southern High School in 2006, just to make all you people out there feel old or young. You know, and I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting in the middle, middle part of my life myself. As I graduated from high school at Gibson Southern, I went off to work for the FFA, the Future Farmers of America. And I came home one time from my travels and my, my kind of work there. And I was driving by my home parish, St. Peter and Paul. And as I went, I decided to make a right versus a left, which I always made a left to go home, but a right kind of took you the long way. I never went right, but I went right that time. Maybe there's providence there. I went the right way, sincerely. And as I went by the cemetery then, uh, a friend of uh, mine, uh, Gary, was in the cemetery doing some landscaping, I think. And he called me over because he's a really extroverted, gregarious guy. He called me over and I, he said, sit down for a second. We sat down and spoke. And as I sat there in that cemetery on that bench with Gary, in that moment, which should have been like any other moment in my life, something else started to speak to my heart again. He knew that I was loving what I was doing. I was traveling full time. I was, as a 19 year old, I was getting to visit almost every state in the country. I had everything paid for that I wanted. If I wanted a magazine, I bought it, they reimbursed me. I got to be in the White House with the President of the United States twice. I got to represent the, uh, the organization, Future Farmers of America, to different political leaders and business officials. And, and it was amazing stuff. And I got to get on a plane again and go to another state and do it all over. I was in front of crowds of 10 people or 10,000 people. And every time I came home, my dad was so proud that his son, son of a farmer, was representing the FFA as the vice president or one of the vice presidents. And in that moment, Gary cut through all of that, or maybe the Lord, through Gary, cut through all of that. He said, I know you're loving your life, but what do you think God's calling you to do? What does the Lord Jesus Christ want from you? And I, if I remember correctly, all I could do was hang my head because I knew what God was offering me was the same thing he was offering me when I was a sophomore in adoration, when I was a seventh grader making deals with him at night whenever I was in grade school, like first grade, I was walking up to my teachers and saying, I'm going to be a priest. Well, after enough of that traveling, I realized the only way to find out 
if what was cutting to my heart was true, was to say yes to it. If it was false, it would go away, it'd fade or it'd flee. If it was true though, something great would be opened up. This homily is not just for young men out there thinking about priesthood, or young women thinking about consecrated or religious life. This homily is also for you parents and grandparents. There might be things that the Lord or Our Lady have planted in your heart about your own child or your grandchildren or about you if you're a young person or if you've not figured out your vocation yet. And if the Lord's cutting to your heart and he's telling you what, what might be true for his calling for your life, then what he said in John chapter 10 from the gospel tonight, the only way you're going to find that is by saying yes to it. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my people. My people hear my voice. And I came that you might have life and have it abundantly.